0: To learn the news of our solar system's first interstellar visitor. But it wasn't a craft. Was it a rock traveling 600,000 years across space? Was it a cosmic dust bunny? Or was it something a little more alien? Today on Beyond Terrestrial, we look into interstellar objects. Lee, take it away.
1: Welcome back to Beyond Terrestrial, my friends, my Beyonders. I'm Lee Erick, one half of the dynamic duo that is beyond terrestrial. I am coming to you from the...
0: Bell Witch's Backyard! <laughs> Whoa! I love it! Lee, keep that in! That was such a great I was like on the edge of my seat. What the heck happened? Oh my goodness, you just blew my mind, son.
1: (laughs) Yes, guys, I'm coming to you from the Bell Witch's backyard in the Haunted Barn Studios. And I'm happy to introduce my co-host, Dan. Dan, tell us a little bit about yourself
0: again. Hey, guys, Dan Martson. I'm coming to you from south of the moon on the banks of the beautiful snake river. What might be the very last podcast we record at this lovely location right here in the gym state. Uh, Lee, we're talking today about visitors from outer space and not little green men. Like we talked about before, which was a classic. <laughs> um, we're talking about, uh, actual observed objects uh, that are in peer-reviewed scientific journals. And the first and most famous of which is uh, an object dubbed Oumuamua. Oumuamua. Now, Oumuamua. Sounds Hawaiian. Uh, it is 100% percent hawaiian Uh It was discovered by Robert Warrick at the Haleakala Observatory. Lee, um I apologize for any listeners who might be Hawaiian and know the Hawaiian language. Uh we are we are terrible.
1: <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about.
0: Oh, um, yeah, no, Lee, you're on point. You got it, man. <laughs> 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 you 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 got those alohas in the bag, my man. <laughs> but uh so Oumuamua Lee roughly translated the name means first distant messenger uh this is the first distant object that has come into our solar system it's telling us a story about where it came from and uh you know it it kind of means a scout Lee
1: Okay, because if, if I had to guess, I would have said that it was describing a cow. That's the Oumuamua.
0: Holy! Oh, oh wow! Just when we uh, just when we <laughs> gave credit to your alohas and how good you got this Hawaiian language down, you come in with the cow.
1: I'm Ooh. just saying. Okay, all right. I apologize for my culturally
0: insensitive jokes. Oh you know but it does I mean come on it moo I mean if my kid was out here she'd be like cow you know that's just how it is exactly
1: and <laughs> yeah. honestly if it wasn't for my culturally insensitive jokes I'm not sure I'd have a
0: reason to be here <laughs> I I don't know if you'd have a sense of humor left Lee <laughs> <laughs> um, but... let's go back to what I called the
1: American people fat. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, right. Oh, that was a classic. Or, or when we uh, said all those loving things about the entire state of Kentucky. <laughs> yeah. Kentucky. W- while I'm we're focusing sorry. on Hawaii today, Hawaii <laughs> is gonna be the butt of our of our uh, jokes today. And I'm sorry, it's pr- it's beautiful. I'm sure I haven't been, but um, I've seen so it we're in talk- pictures. Yeah, it looks like TV. Um, we're talking about a scout from outside of the solar system, just swinging by around the sun and shooting off into space. Um, Lee, that's a little—it's a little disturbing to think of something coming here to scout us out.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's a little interesting that that choice of description was used. Um, yeah. To call it a scout implies that uh, it's the first of many, and in many cases, not-so-nice others. I I don't want to be on the receiving end of the not-so-nice ones.
0: Well, you know, Lee, actually, um, that's kind of apropos, because the second interstellar object has uh, pretty recently been discovered. Um, It's called... Two-Eyed Borisov Did you just say two-eyed, four-eyed Bob? No, no no, like, like the number two-Eye, alphanumeric I standing for interstellar two being that it was the second one discovered, and Borisov for the name of the amateur astronomer who discovered it Okay Yeah, uh uh-huh, and it's actually, it's actually a legit comet like it's, you know, a comet Okay. Um but it has this highly hyperbolic orbit that is actually very interesting, but that's uh neither here nor there. Uh the subject today is Oumuamua because it was first and that makes it best. <laughs> um, you're not first so, you're last. <laughs> if you ain't first you're last. Um so Oumuamua it uh it means scout or messenger um when it was discovered though the name uh rama was floated um after an arthur c clark novel called rendezvous with rama where an interstellar object enters the solar system um and lee have you ever read any of the novels of arthur c clark
1: dan you imply that i can read
0: <laughs> I was just assuming I sent over all the scripts and you knew the words.
1: Uh...
0: Okay, I can read. <laughs> oh, okay. Whew. No, I haven't read an Arthur C.
1: Clarke novel.
0: Oh, well, um I read uh 2001 and that whole series of books and a few others and you know the the man was oddly prescient. Um, and here we have a case of life, um, kind of imitating the art a little bit with this interstellar object. So the name was actually very fitting, uh, but in the end they decided to go with the Hawaiian name, uh, since it was discovered, um, in the Hawaiian islands. So anyways, um, there was a lot of speculation when this was discovered, Lee, you might have seen some of the headlines. Uh, is the first interstellar object an alien craft? That sort of thing. Um, and it leads people to a lot of questions. What exactly is Oumuamua? Where did it come from? And if it is alien, how would we know? So let's, let's get into it. Um, first of all, what, what is it? Um, Now, a lot of the depictions Lee, a lot of the news stories You see online Will have a picture of uh, A very elongated Cigar-shaped Asteroid Um, And this It's actually It's not just rotating It's actually tumbling And spinning Oh, like a hot dog down a hallway (laughs) Oh. <laughs> you know what? That is actually a not completely inaccurate analogy. Except the hallway is the infinite vastness of space. Oh yeah. <laughs> and, and but the hot dog part is dead on, man. You got it. You <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> So, wow! You you you've taken me aback with that, Lee. That was a good one. I like
1: that
0: one. I like yeah, that
1: one. They, I use that joke in many um, inappropriate terms. This is the only time I've used it in a positive light.
0: I that is so. That's so good. That is a joke that you would not expect out of left field. Uh, props, props, my man. <laughs> So yeah, it is. It is. It's, it's. It's not just going end over end. It's also spinning. It's um. It's kind of weird the way this thing is moving through space. Um, but the thing is, all of these depictions are like artist renderings. Um, if you want to see any pictures of Oumuamua, they're out there. There's plenty of them from our telescopes. Um, it's actually just a point of lightly it's a it's a little dot in the picture
1: okay so it's like a
0: twinkle twinkle little star yeah exactly okay um so the question is uh how do they why do they think it's cigar shaped um and the answer is uh based on the light that it reflects to us i mean that's That's how we measure everything about this object is the light that we can see. Um, And unfortunately, it wasn't discovered until it was already uh, past its closest approach to the sun and on the way out of the solar system. Um, So it wasn't observed for as long as it could have been. But anyways, um, you know, like... Lee, have you ever seen people who hang a CD from their uh, rear-view mirror in the car? Can you say that one more time? Yeah, you know, like, you remember CDs,
1: Lee? <laughs> okay, oh! Oh, I'm with you now! Yeah! Like a CD hanging yeah. from the rear-view mirror? The most exactly. annoying thing in the world when you're, like, driving into the sun? Okay.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. Now, when when it spins and its edge on towards you, there is very little light reflecting at you. Mm -hmm. But as it continues to spin and you get that face, you get a whole bunch of light in your face and it sucks.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) Uh, This is essentially what is happening with Oumuamua. It's tumbling through space and sometimes the little end is pointing at us and there's not very much light coming from it. And sometimes you see the whole long face of it and you get a lot more light. Um, And so that is why a lot of people think, uh, based on a lot of the modeling that they've done, that it is a cigar-shaped object roughly uh, 10 times longer than it is wide. In fact, uh, the estimates say that it's about 100 meters wide roughly a thousand meters long and about a hundred and ten meters in diameter on average so yeah that so is what you, we're looking at
1: you use the description of a CD um uh-huh. is there any other possible like like angles or like ways that that can be
0: uh, yeah so used to... again no one's seen this thing rightly uh, okay. like they they're just measuring the light that it gives off that reflects from the sun. Okay. Um so uh, another possibility is that it's roughly pancake shaped. Now Lee, uh I don't know if you know any roughly pancake shaped shiny Ooh. objects that Ooh. move through space. Ooh. Pick me. Yeah. Lee, what what do you think that might be? Ooh. Um uh uh, uh, flying saucer. You know what? It kind, of, it just sounds a little bit odd, doesn't it? Like maybe. So that's that's one of the possibilities, Lee. Um, but again, based on the computer models that they've done, uh, they think it's cigar shaped. But you know what? There's a, a lot of cigar shaped craft. That we use, you know, like exactly. uh, That's rockets what I was thinking. and stuff. Yeah. Now, so that doesn't necessarily mean it's not, not
1: a craft. Not to go off on a tangent here. I apologize for interrupting. But yep. in any case, with that tumble, whether it's saucer-shaped or pancake-shaped or cigar-shaped, um, if it were a craft, it would n- most likely no longer be under intelligent control.
0: Um, yes. Um, there's some... There's some theories, there's some things about Oumuamua's trajectory that are a little bit odd, and we're going to get into them. Um, But there's one more theory about the composition of Oumuamua that I want to get into. It was recently proposed by a group of Norwegians that Oumuamua might be a cosmic dust bunny. Now, Lee, I know you got some dust bunnies under that couch.
1: Of of course I do. (laughs) You think I vacuumed my house?
0: (laughs) Vacuum. (laughs) (laughs) What a waste. Um, But have any of the dust bunnies you've ever seen, would you describe them as cosmic? So,
1: if I were to imagine what a cosmic dust bunny would be... My first thought would be like a cloud of dust that was maybe held together by gravity, Um, but I don't see how that would get past any sort of larger gravitational pull, such as a planet, um, Mm -hmm. maybe Jupiter, uh, Mm -hmm. maybe a star, and all of these things it has managed to skirt by without being ripped apart by the gravity of of other larger objects. So I don't think my theory on what a cosmic dust particle bunny would be makes sense so dan tell me what they
0: think we'll be right back after this quick break are you a fan of movies
2: or comics
0: or video games
2: or just anything else nerdy
1: well you should check out the zing Zing this podcast Podcast. and that's spelled
2: z-e-n-g
1: this and we have nerdy topics from comic book reviews to in-depth analysis of iconic nerdy movies as well as video game discussions mm-hmm. where's some of the best places to find us Allie?
2: well Podbean, of course
1: you can also find us on itunes stitcher google play
2: anywhere else you listen to your podcast podcasts. yeah
1: so check us out once again that
0: is zing, zing this, this. So, yeah, um, you know, I got to tell you, Lee, when I hear cosmic dust bunny, for whatever reason, I think of like cosmic bowling. So I envision a dust bunny that uh, glows when you put it in an ultraviolet light (laughs) Okay. under a dark light, you know, and it's got all the boom, boom, boom. And we go bowling with the dust bunny. (laughs) I
1: kind of imagine like an ethereal bunny just floating through the sky too,
0: like. But that's just... but like like rainbow colored, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that that's the cosmic part, <laughs> and then it's like, nar, 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 nar,
1: nar, nar, nar. <laughs> and it's shitting rainbows.
0: Wow, wow, that that's as cosmic as it they come. <laughs> yep. Um, but Lee, that's um, that's not what the Norwegians. Scientists thought um, Honestly I figured that was a fair
1: guess Coming from the Norwegians
0: (laughs) They'd be like like, What if it was a rabbit That poofed rainbows (laughs) 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 I'm tweetish Isn't that weird (laughs) Oh wow Anyways um, No they actually called it a Fractal aggregate Of dust and ice so the idea is it has, uh, like, a fractal structure, like an actual, uh, like, a lattice um, that holds it all together, this dust and ice. Uh, and it would make it very porous and very lightweight. Um, so how would it
1: not have, like, a comet trail? Because that's essentially what comets are made up of, is ice.
0: Is ice and dust. Um, yeah, but there's there's also gases that are volatile and expand. Um, So one of the theories is that Oumuamua in its travels throughout the, uh, you know, galaxy lost its volatile gases and all that's left is this lattice structure. Okay. All right. Yeah. Now in all likelihood, our solar system is probably the first one that it has encountered since it was, Ejected from wherever it came from Um But there's some other theories Uh looking at the trajectories Um about Other close encounters that it may have had With up to four stars Um so anyways <laughs> Um the, the last thing about uh, One of the important things about this Dust bunny theory is that it's Lightweight because that explains Some of the ...problems with its trajectory... ...um, and also helps explain... ...why it's so... shiny. ...um... ...we talked about the light curve... ...and about CDs... ...um, the thing is... ...when Oumuamua... ...shows its... ...shows its face... ...and is bright... ...it's ten times brighter... ...than when it's dim... ...um, and that's actually... ...a really big difference... For a normal asteroid, it's probably about three times. So this is this is completely different. Um, and what, I mean, it's shiny. It might be a pancake. It's out in space. I don't know. I don't know, Lee. I'm pretty sure I know what it is. Uh, you know, I'm not sure. So we've got some ideas about what it's made out of. Uh, what shape it might be, um, but where did it come from? If we know what it is, the next question is where did it come from? I don't um, know where it
1: came from, but I'm pretty convinced that within a few more months we're probably going to be speaking.
0: You know, I'm actually I'm holding out for a full on independence state, but that's just me. Okay. <laughs> all right. Will
1: Smith can punch it in the face.
0: I like you it. You know what? Honestly, I've I've said this to people before. Bill Pullman's speech in that movie as the president, it, I know it's cheesy, but god damn it, it doesn't does it makes me want to punch aliens. Exactly. Honestly it's so good.
1: If, if he ran for president with just that speech, I think he'd win.
0: <laughs> oh no dude, I'm I'm sold. Like he's got my vote. <laughs> That's all he Cause... says in every single <laughs> political rally because when the aliens do invade who do you want right (laughs) bill pullman right
1: and his like running mate is uh is like what is that guy's name jeff goldblum Uh, no no (laughs) actually if it was jeff goldblum i might vote like i might vote for him
0: (laughs) uh yeah no i'm Uh, i'm thinking uh, um
1: Oh man, he he straight up went off the deep end.
0: Like, well, like everyone in Hollywood eventually.
1: <laughs> no, I'm talking squatting in like random houses and uh like government being out to get him deep end. Um
0: uh Oh, freak Randy Quaid? Randy Quaid. Yes. <laughs> yes, and he's got that big old bushy beard and he's He's Uncle Eddie <laughs> And he's in Independence Day. Oh my gosh. Lee. He's the That's one that... a winning. That's a winning ticket, son. He saves the day. Oh my gosh. He wow. The
1: aliens back.
0: <laughs> wow. Thank you, Leek. Thank you for coming up with that one. You're that welcome. was a good one. You're wow. I can't believe I couldn't
1: think of his name right off the top of my head, though.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, come on. Who can blame you? Uh, But anyways... Wow. Moving away from Independence Day and back towards the origins of Oumuamua, um, the direction that it came from is roughly from the star Vega in the constellation Lyra. Uh, you know Lyra is the liar Lee and according to Greek mythology Orpheus was so broken up when he couldn't get his girlfriend out of the underworld he threw his lyre, which is that's a old word for a harp up into the sky and it became the constellation so Um,
1: okay alright
0: yeah Vega's a very bright star it's part of the summer triangle that you can see uh in the summertime up in the, up in the zenith of the sky here in the Northern Hemisphere. Um, but anyways, that's uh, neither here nor there. That's, that's roughly the direction that this object came from. Um, but that doesn't mean it came from Vega, Lee, um, to, for Oumuamua to get from Vega to here at the speed it's traveling would take six hours, Hundred
1: thousand years. Oh, that's not very. That's long. a
0: while. Yeah, it's it's a minute. It's it's. Uh, and the thing is, six hundred thousand years ago, Vega isn't wasn't where it is now. You get what I mean? It everything's all moving through space.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: So. so yeah, it came from the direction of Vega, but that doesn't mean it came from Vega. Um, so, how, how do you guess where it could have come from? Um, the thing is, you measure its, its speed, its velocity, right? Um, and how fast it is going is probably roughly the same speed as the star system that it came from. You get what I mean, Lee?
1: I do. Um, but how do they measure how fast a star system is going as well as how do they measure if the star system is in a galaxy that's like, say, a spiral galaxy slowly spiraling towards the uh-huh. infinite abyss of a black hole? Uh-huh. Um, how I don't, how does it stay consistent? And wouldn't there be hundreds of thousands of other stars inside that galaxy traveling at a very similar pace?
0: Well, well, so Lee, um, to, to measure a star's motion, you're going to look at its Doppler shift in a, in the spectrum. You remember that from physics class, Lee? Like,
1: uh, Doppler? Yeah, well, kinda. It's like the two different phases of light and how it, uh. Transitions at different times.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, so light is a wave and a particle, right? So, it acts like a wave as it moves through space. Um, sound is a wave, right? Um, and you know, like, when the ambulance is coming towards you, it go, wah, 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 and then it gets past you and they go, wah, 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 and yeah. it sounds different? Um, that is a perfect example of a Doppler shift. As the ambulance moves towards you, the sound waves are actually compressed. Because um, the ambulance is moving. The, the source of the sound is moving. So that changes the sound. And then as it moves away, the sound waves are rarefied. Uh, and it sounds different. Now with light, uh, as you compress a light wave, it actually turns the light blue. And as it is elongated as an object moves away from you, it turns it red. Okay, all right. Yeah. So it, like, I say we can measure these Doppler shifts uh, based on our observations of the stars and their compositions and their ages and all kinds of other measurements. Uh, we can figure out how they're moving away from us, uh, or well, most of them are moving away from us. Some are moving towards. Them. Um, so, yeah. Um, so essentially, we find stars whose speed matches Oumuamua, and they are likely candidates for, uh, its source, especially ones that are, you know, nearby. Okay. Um, but, here's the thing about Oumuamua, uh, its average speed, um, is... Pretty close to um, a number called the local standard of rest. This is something I just learned about today, Lee. Um, the local standard of rest is actually the average speed of all the objects in the Milky Way. Right? Uh huh. So, yeah. This is so, kind of like so the I whole was galaxy.
1: Because the Milky Way. Like, everything travels at a certain speed, so...
0: uh, Yeah, well, this is the averagely. Everything travels at a different speed. But this object is pretty close to average for everything in the galaxy. Is you get what I mean?
1: I do. Um, I don't... Uh, I I guess I'm not following how... um, How there's not, like, a... uh, you know what? I just answered my own question. I was about to say yeah. how there's not like a uh, what what is it? Um, terminal velocity. And then as soon as I said that, I realized that there's no air resistance in space, so there is no terminal velocity. Thank you. Sorry.
0: Well, I mean, there's a, there's the speed of light, so you can't go faster than that. Uh, but uh, so yeah, so this is this object's Stop because it's wrong. traveling.
1: Stop proving yeah, me wrong. Because it's.
0: Tra- <laughs> um, because it's traveling at this speed, Lee One of the theories is It could have been tooling around the galaxy For who knows how long right? Mm-hmm. And now it's at this average speed um, There is a group of red dwarves That aren't too far away That they thought was a likely candidate But I kind of like the idea of this thing Just tooling around Maybe it ran into a couple stars before, and then it just swung by, and now it's like, "Hey!" And then it's gonna go <laughs> off, hey, just... and and it's just, it's a thing that is older than any of us could even. I mean, six hundred thousand years is older than all of human civilization times like sixty.
1: I, uh, so. I I I like that idea. Um, yeah, it it does check a lot of the boxes, and it kind of checks how it has no, because if you if you think about, and I guess it's hard because, um, tumbling through space, uh, to me just I guess it doesn't make any sense. But I'm also uh, kind of stuck in my logic of like, a cylindrical object should go at a like cylindrical path, but that also like
0: in a, yeah, forward. Um, but the thing is Lee, it's out in space and when it was ejected from, you know, whatever it was ejected from, uh, well, there could be collisions that make this set, this thing tumbling through space, um, all kinds of motion, um, that's possible. And then, you know, If we're going to get into the uh, intelligence and the spaceship theories, you know, if this is something that's really old to go along with that, you know, local standard of rest speed, who knows? Maybe it's from a dead civilization uh, and it's been set tumbling by some kind of accident. Um, You know, who knows? Um, Yeah. So, yeah. So... If it was alienly, the question is, how would we know? All right. Um, so this object comes in from, uh, from north of the ecliptic, which is like above the plane of the solar system, uh-huh. right? And it goes around the sun, and someone finally sees it as it's shooting off into. Uh, into space the other direction. Um, how would we, how would you guess a person would know that that was an alien object? Well, I guess
1: the most likely way would be to look for any sort of radio frequency or anything like that. Now, that being said, everything in the cosmos puts off at least some sort of radio frequency. That's how we have radio telescopes. Um, yeah. And in fact, that's probably how we discovered it in the first place. Um, maybe we saw it on a light telescope, but uh, it could be. Yeah, I,
0: th- I believe it was discovered on a regular light telescope. Okay. Yeah.
1: Um, oh. But searching for a radio frequency that is seemingly intelligent would be the most likely way to look for something like that. You could also look at things like uh, non-ballistic motion, uh, but. Gravitational pulls from uh, nearby bodies uh, could affect that a small amount. You would have to extrapolate how much um, that would affect it. Basically, hitting the sun affect its trajectory. That... Yeah. So that that so, would be my yeah, guess. So
0: yeah, so you're dead on with this uh, changes in its ballistic motion, its trajectory. Like if it sped up or slowed down. In a way that couldn't be explained by its uh, gravitational interactions with other objects, uh, people would say, "Okay, well, that's that's not right. That's got to be something else." Um, so, essentially, someone took a picture of this thing, um, and they've been once they were measuring it, uh, they did actually measure some non-gravitational acceleration from Oumuamua. Like it's a thing that happened. Okay. So this is this is why we get back to the dust bunny theory is that uh it would have to be really light for solar wind to push Oumuamua. Okay. You get what I mean? Yeah. Because uh, so, there's no outgassing, it's not a comet. Yeah. So y- it can't be explained by gas. So, so you're so saying that the, the
1: essentially the light and radiation coming from the sun is the only thing that could have pushed it to give it a slight bit of acceleration.
0: That is the working theory, especially amongst the uh, the dust bunny camp. um but it but if it was a solid rock um the the solar wind theory doesn't hold so much weight and you can't really explain that motion
1: yeah So,
0: so
1: um if it was under intelligent control um one thought that i had would if i was going to like a nature preserve and I was trying to not be seen, I may try to look like a piece of the environment. So that might Uh explain the tumbling action. Um, the fact that it looked, you know what I mean? It just looks like as close to an asteroid as they could. Um, and then once they passed the sun, they had to try to accelerate a little bit to get out of its gravitational pull. Um, I don't know.
0: Yeah, like it's it's a weird object, but it's not um, entirely unexplainable by natural phenomenon. Uh, I get what you mean.
1: Let's hear from some of our friends at fourth hand.
2: Elijah, are you ready to bring on the weird?
3: Yes, will I am. Are you ready to bring on the weird?
2: Did you did you just make a will I am joke? Uh yeah I did.
1: <laughs>
3: nice.
2: I'll allow it. Anyway, We're just a couple of harmless guys digging into weird things we don't know much about.
3: We're just trying to figure out what the hell is happening in the world outside our homes. Do we get things wrong? Without a doubt. Are we learning from those mistakes? Not anytime soon.
2: Are you entertained by the crap we're talking about?
3: Of course. That's why I always listen to the show.
2: You listen? Alright, what do you like to listen to about the show?
3: I like aliens, conspiracies, cryptids, NWO, shadow government, you name it.
2: Oh, hold on. Do the aliens come from inside the Earth instead of interstellar travel? What made the conspiracy start? Why did that cryptid evolve to do the things it does? Who runs this NWO?
3: Listen in as we dive into all manners of subjects as we bring on the weird.
2: You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Reddit. You can listen to clips of our episodes on our YouTube channel.
3: Listen, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts and Podchaser.com. You can also listen to us on Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever else you listen to your favorite podcasts.
0: Um, well, Lee, uh, there's actually someone else who has thought about this. Um, it's a guy named Avi Loeb and uh he's the chair of Harvard's astronomy department okay uh yes he gave an interview to the new yorker to explain uh a paper that he co-authored that grabbed some headlines uh because of this alien speculation Ooh. now this this is an analogy that he used that i love Um, if you and I were to go back to caveman times and give a caveman an iPhone, he would say, that's a, that's a very nice rock. (laughs) Okay. Because he doesn't know he, he's experienced rocks. It's hard. It's. Black, uh, like maybe a piece of obsidian, he'd say, Oh, that's a rock. Um, He has no experience with what else this might be. Um, If we're here looking into space and all our experience has been with rocks, we might say, Oh, well, you know, that must be a rock, even though it could be something else. Okay yeah and uh again no outgassing in this object uh one of the theories that uh loeb and his co-author uh got into was the possibility of it being a uh an abandoned solar sail okay have you have you heard of a solar sail Lee?
1: Yes, it is one of the theories of uh, space travel, um, being able to use essentially what, so- what people call solar winds, um, which is essentially the minute amount of um, pressure put on uh, very light objects uh, or on objects from essentially suns. And uh, that's uh, basically radiation and light mm-hmm. particles. Yes.
0: Yes, I mean, we're talking uh, millimeters thin, like Mm -hmm. extremely thin foil spread out so that it can catch all these particles being emitted by the sun and their impact helps drive uh, this sail forward along with whatever payload that it might be uh, carrying. Um, So who knows? Maybe this was something that got sent out into the interstellar void, um, and maybe experienced some kind of problem. Uh, yeah. and now it's left tumbling through space and it has this, uh, non-gravitational interaction with our sun as it moves away. Um, there's no way to know because we never got a good picture of it when it came by. Uh-huh. Well, and the abandoned solar sail option
1: away. could uh, to, could make a lot of sense because if you think about it, it could not even be a uh, a negative in it or like a, a bad problem. Um, if I was running a solar sail and there was a mild malfunction or something like that and they just had to cut it to prevent being sucked off into the ether, basically, Um
0: Oh yeah. Out of their you own know, solar abandon, system abandon with no abandoned the way sail, of getting yeah. Back.
1: You know mm-hmm. they cut the solar yeah. sail so they don't get sucked out there too far. Um and that may honestly be the only way they could have s- slowed themselves down or whatnot, you know?
0: Oh yeah, or maybe maybe there was a problem and they needed to turn around and you don't want that thing to be dragging you out. Yeah, I get what you mean. Exactly. So um, So they
1: cut the solar sail and then they do their reverse thrusters or what have you. And try to head back towards their home planet or something.
0: Or, you know, make an, make an emergency landing. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of possibilities. And the thing is, uh, a lot of mainstream scientists will be like, well, no. Um, but the fact of the matter is, no one really knows. Um, because all we have is a point of light in space that is shiny, is different from anything else that we've ever measured um, and is you know is hurtling back off towards uh, the outer reaches of the solar system. Uh, now there is some conjecture that a mission could be launched at this object. It would take some pretty it would take some pretty hefty maneuvering, and it would have to be launched uh, relatively quickly. I think uh, sometime in 2021 is the end of the launch window. Uh, let me see. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, 2021. Uh, that's as that's as close as going to be. And you know, NASA takes a lot longer than a couple years to get one of these things together. So, very unlikely that any missions will head out to actually see what Oumuamua was. Um, It's heading out of the solar system, and it'll be gone before anyone gets to catch it and see what it was. Oh, Um, okay. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Kind of sad. But, um, the thing is, uh, you know, Professor Loeb... Who we referenced earlier is trying to get people into these interstellar objects. I mean, we've just cited another one that's a comet. Um, there could be more, and we need to be on the lookout, Lee, uh, so we can get pictures because you know there is a chance that it could be an alien craft. We've sent things into space. We've sent things into space that have been lost. Uh, we've sent the Voyager probes outside of this solar system. So it's not entirely impossible that something intelligent could come our way.
1: Think how crazy that would be. How insane would it be to have something like the Voyager probe come into our solar system? How much that would just blow people's mind.
0: Yeah, I mean... Hopefully they left something on it where, well, and the thing is right now with our technology, could we even go see it? Exactly. You know, or would it end up like Oumuamua where it's like, oh, well it came and went, but we never really got to get to the bottom of it.
1: Well, with any luck, it it would be releasing some sort of a radio signal that would give us some sort of like early warning um, yeah. some sort of notice that we were like, oh, that that's something important. We need to stop and look at it. And then, you know, we yeah. go visit it, Hopefully. we find out it's got, like, some sort of alien virus and then we all die, but, you know.
0: Oh, full-on Andromeda strain.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, I love that story. <laughs> um, I, ha- I hate the alien plague, but that is a great story. <laughs> yeah. Who knows, man? Um when, when whatever intelligence that's out there finally comes into contact with us, I hope we're in a lot better place than we're at right now, uh, as a species.
1: Yeah, I agree. I feel like we're, if we're not ready for, um, interstellar contact, but I, I want to have it. I want to find out that there is intelligent life out there. Um, do I know if it's visited us yet or not? I don't know. Uh, I like the idea that it has, but I also look at that idea and think if it has, uh, how did it go? Why aren't we yeah. seeing them more often?
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. And especially in this day and age uh, where cameras are everywhere uh, detection equipment is so advanced. I mean, there's we can we love speculating about UFOs. So I love it, um, but gosh, it's just so hard when you see all the effort that goes into observing an object like this, and we can only glean so much information. It it kind of makes you think maybe there is more out there. Maybe you maybe we're missing it.
1: Yeah, maybe we're missing it, or maybe it isn't uh, intentionally avoiding our detection, which I think is another possibility.
0: So, wild and crazy stuff. We're talking about space. We're talking about alien encounters and how they will change the face of humanity if it ever happens. Wow. That's, That's deeply... We got philosophical. We got deep in the science... We're talking about philosophy, talking about aliens. Dang, this is what this is what we're all about here at Beyond Terrestrial, y'all.
1: We are a couple of armchair philosophers, if I ever seen some.
0: You know, yeah, that's how we do. Living that dad life, (laughs) just telling people what it's all about, you know.
1: Yep, yep. Well, guys, I think that that about wraps it up. Dan, did you have anything more you wanted to bring up on this?
0: No, um, guys. If you want to find out more about Oumuamua and uh, the second interstellar object that's come into uh, our solar system, to I Borisov, uh, check out uh, Wikipedia, guys. It's so much good stuff on there, like animations of their orbits, um, all kinds of great gifs, lots of work that people have put in, uh, and we'll link up to. The New Yorker articles and everything that we use to tell you all about Oumuamua. Beyonders, share the love. We are here, we are listening, and we thank you. Good
1: night, good night. listen to beyond terrestrial podcast you can check us out on apple pod google play and other major podcast platforms
0: and if you want to keep up with the show goings on like us on facebook follow us on twitter at beyond t pod that's beyond the letter t pod
1: and as always you can get all of that information as well as show notes and episodes as they come out on
0: BeyondTerrestrial.com. that's right we got the dot com and if you want to help out the show give us five stars on apple podcasts or a like and a review wherever you listen to beyond terrestrial
2: you've been listening to a fourth hand
1: joint